Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. We are coming to you from the Restaurant Transformation Festival sold out event, two day event at the JW Marriott in Austin, Texas with Restaurant 365. I've got some awesome guests here. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we're going to get into a discussion about point of sale, about accounting and about hospitality. The three pillars. The three pillars. I love it. Let's That's go. it. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. I'll start with introductions. Sean Brennan, Director of Sales at QPOS. Steve Song, CFO of Luke's Lobster. And Paul Badesky, uh, Customer Success Manager, Restaurant 365. So let's start on the POS side. Can you tell us, uh, tell us about Q? So a little bit about Q. We are very deliberate in the segment that we focus on. We are an enterprise exclusive platform. We service only multi-unit operators in the fast, casual, and quick service arena. Awesome. Luke's Lobster, we're a vertically integrated lobster roll uh, counter service style restaurant, but we also have our seafood processing facility in Saco, Maine. So we source our own lobster and deliver it to uh, customers in lobster roll format. Um, we also sell to Whole Foods and a lot of other um, higher-end grocery stores. All right. And at Restaurant 365, we try to tie together the POS system. We try to tie together operations and accounting uh, so that we can make sure that our customers thrive and continue to grow. So tell us about the magic, because the magic is the integration of all of these things. Exactly. Integration is where it's at. We try to streamline the integration get everything in electronically we try to save operators time we try to save them money um, the the time is more is better spent out with the customer uh, trying to get feedback trying to give the product to the people uh, the pos system provides us real-time data as far as what the people are actually buying and so we can then import that into our system and we can work on uh, theoreticals, right? You should have sold this much stuff, and this is what you actually sold. So we need to close that gap to fill that variance in. How do you find your partners? I love these two, um, <laughs> honestly. I saw a few years ago, there's a bunch of, my former background is kind of investing in private equity. Um, so I saw this infographic. You, were in that and you got into restaurants? I got into restaurants. <laughs> yep. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. That's a chance. I, I, lo I lost right? a bet. You, made, you, made, you lost a bet? Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I saw this infographic of all these different logos of different tech companies that are serving food space, and there's thousands of them. Yes. And it made my head hurt. Sure. It just seemed <laughs> like everyone. That. I've seen that graphic. And oh, it yeah. only gets bigger. Oh, my it God. It does. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't have this many partners. Yeah. It's ridiculous. These are point solutions that are looking for a problem to solve. Um, so when I found these two organizations and they could do, this is my ERP in the store, this is my ERP in the back office, and they talk to each other and it eliminates a lot of headache because you have data integrity going from point of sale straight through and there's not so many middle people who are just clogging up the data or compromising data integrity. Um, that allows me to scale and use their IT teams. We don't even have IT. My, my former uh, colleague used to joke, we don't even know how to spell IT at Luke's Lobster. <laughs> so these are the IT outsourced partners, and we can just run our business and not have to worry about all this other uh, integration work. Can you give us an idea of the scope of, of the business that you guys run? Yeah, so we're relatively small, but we're growing. We have 22 company-owned locations here. 22 small? 
Twenty two. Okay, small. let's see. When you're when you're dealing with the heavyweights, the twenty two small. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. I like it. We're we're looking to grow to uh, you know hundred at some point. So we want to scale, and the ability of these two systems allow my company to scale without adding a ton of people, either in IT or accounting or finance. Um, we could probably triple our store count and not have an additional hire on my accounting team. Right now, I have two uh, two great people. Um, one was actually from our restaurants with no background. And we said, hey, we want to create opportunity for a true entry-level position. So we gave him a spot. And my other uh, senior accountant, she's going to be promoted to assistant controller soon. Um, but she's been great. And between the three of us, we can close the books in four days. And wow. just everything's just smooth. That's impressive. Four days was a high performer on the uh, closing. Oh, you saw that on the yeah. slide, right? It's good to, it's good to know. So tell us about working with Q because you have lots of point of sale partners and I'm not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> you're on the spot. This is my show. Even though you're hosting me and letting me go, I get to put you on the spot. Sure and, uh, talk I mean, about Q. Yeah. The, the cool thing is, is that, you know, you focus on the enterprise side and that's, you know, the, the big chunk of the, the cake that we really want to capitalize in um, because, you know, there's brands out there. Yeah, it's great, you know, having the, the 22, you know, and you're looking to get to 100. And, you know, we got some clients out there, 100, 200, 600, even in the thousands. And uh, it, it's the same thing you said. It's like, you know, it's, it's almost like a flip of the switch. You know, yeah, as you grow, you're going to need certain uh, increase in staff. Um, but we love the fact that the POS system with the integration Again, it's data and it's data integrity, you know, so we want to make sure that from point A to point B, it's coming. And literally, when you open the doors to a new store, if it's a carbon copy, all you got to do is just copy paste and you're pretty much opening the restaurant, you know, so it might not be as easy to buy the uh, real estate that way. <laughs> and get the sites, but, you know, open it up. So, you know, we really appreciate the. Uh, the partnership with uh, with Q and you know being able to have the integrations going. If you can challenge Restaurant Three Sixty Five, if you could put put the the leadership on on to a point where you have a question that you wish that they would do, what would that be? Because uh, one of the best shirts is it's on the product, it's on the roadmap. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah. probably the, like, as far as tech shirts the, go, that's the vapor of you, vapor guys, you guys probably right? have, you yeah. probably have your own roadmap. Everyone's got a roadmap, but what would you like to see them do? The results are in National Restaurant Association show, Kyle and Sarah and myself. We were at the Davo sales tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll, but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners, do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business, Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax at our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is $50 a month that integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, Go to Davo, check them out, Davo Sales Tax. Uh, let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality. Well, I think we're, we're two sides of a coin, right? I, I think we really focus on all of the commerce elements, so really yep. front of house and yep. being able to be very deliberate in only servicing those elements. And then on the back of house side, 
365 as a partner, it's, it's an eloquent handoff. I think all technology in the hospitality space comes down to data integrity. I think the conversation lately has been about data destination, right? I think to run a restaurant today, you have so many different systems, you have so yeah. many different channels. And the narrative has been, let's pull all of that data into a data lake or a CDP, manipulate, massage What's a CDP? it. So a centralized data platform. Okay, thank you. And then manipulate, massage it, normalize it, and then it's actionable. I think what we're trying to do between our two companies is let's flip that on its head and rather talk about data destination. Let's just start with clean data creation. Yeah. Let's be preventive rather than interventive. And by building a master menu that can permeate all stores and all channels in a singular place, and we can hand that data off to 365 in a very fluent, pre-normalized manner, restaurateurs have already actionable insights from inception. So we really, we're kind of flipping that data model on its head. That's amazing. For some, from somebody that I'm always, I'm always talking about story, I'm always talking about brand, always talking about marketing, but when I get people like you on the show that are experts that can talk about the proactive versus reactive, that gets me excited. Because I know as somebody that has a complicated tech stack, we have a lot of tech partners, sure. but I want to know what's the most important thing that I bring to my managers every single week that they can actually take from all these different tools that we have. Well, it's just, great. There's, there's analytics everywhere. Fantastic. Yes. What is that actually going to do to somebody that's actually boots on the ground in the stores that we're, that we're working in? And it's, a, it's, about, it's not about POS. It's about platform. Yep. Right. And it's not just switching out a countertop terminal. It's about re-architecting a data design. Um, so when you find innovative, you, coming from a financial background and having data as a priority, yep. they looked at systems from a unique fashion. Yeah. Um, and we've grown with them. We were very young and immature when we, we first met, <laughs> right? but you define brands that are willing to go through the journey together, navigate the whitewater together, evolve technically together. I mean, that's hospitality, right? So it's been a fantastic relationship and we appreciate them growing with us. And the partnership was really born out of a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. um, the, the core functionality of a point of sale, it's pretty commoditized yeah sure. payment processing you know menus um, but what we really appreciate about them is when we had unique problems or unique issues that we wanted to solve we worked with them to develop their next iteration and then they factored that in so that we have the data that we needed um, I'll give you an example uh, if you order from us you can get a combo so if you just use the traditional you know McDonald's style you get a burger you get fries you get a drink I want to know how many drinks did we sell but a lot of typical POS systems, they only have one button for a number one combo. Yep. So then for me to see how many fries I sold, I'd have to add up all these different yes. things. What I told them is I don't care how the person orders that item, have it all just build from the same alphabet. Yeah. So don't give me the words as the menu items, give me the alphabet. And the, and the menu items can be combinations of the letters, but that should automatically be tallied up in the back. <laughs> Then I could have that flow into my accounting system and broken out by different sales categories. So I have data real time of what I sold, how much money I made on the different products, regardless of how it was ordered in, as a package or yeah. a la carte. And that was what was great about them. They um, were willing to re-architect their system. Whereas I think a lot of other legacy first movers, they already had it going and you know, it's get on the train or not, but we're not gonna do anything that you may need. And I think it's been a huge boon for you because now you can do, you can leverage a lot of those tools for you know your 
unified data source. Sure. I, I'm butchering that name. But, but it's, co it's co-authored, yeah. right? I mean, this yes. is a co-authored experience. I think sometimes companies develop in a bubble, right? And they become the experts. Yep. And I think when you're able to have an agile roadmap, have a transparent roadmap with your brands, listen to the brands where their suggestions don't fall into a suggestion box of oblivion. They're never answered to or responded to. To be able to have conversations at an empathetic level, understand the, the user and operator or guest journey that's surrounding that feature function request, and then how do we execute that together? It doesn't mean we're a custom dev shop, but it means we're a collaborative one. Um, and I think having that conversation around, say for instance, that single item, I have a lobster roll that can be sold independently. I have it, maybe there's a two lobster roll combo, maybe there's a party pack, but I wanna see how lobster roll has performed across all of those different items. Being able to do so without diluting your data, saying I have a lobster independent, a lobster combo. No, I just have lobster and I wanna see how that's performed across all channels, regardless of price point in all components of my menu mm -hmm. without having to make multiple SKU IDs that dilute my data, that's cleanliness. And then when we can hand that off to 365, that's already pre-normalized, right? So there's a lot of cool things that we've collaboratively built with our brands that it feels like it's a unified commerce platform built by brands. How do you say no? You said you're not a custom dev shop, and I, I am. Sure. The, I am the squeaky wheel. Great, awesome. With all my tech partners, <laughs> Restaurant Three Sixty Five knows, and they'll all know. But I, I, I know sure. it because I know that my restaurant is not unique. Even though I have a barbecue brand in San Diego, I know that yes. I'm not unique, and I know that technology. Why we do this show, why we believe in what we believe, is this isn't a United States thing. This is a global thing. 100%. Literally, every restaurant on earth can benefit from te technologies that you guys are developing, and we need to have input into those technologies. But we also have to be willing to give that feedback. But you also have to be willing to say no. Yeah, I think that's an incredible comment, and I think what we've said no to is probably more important than what we've said yes to. And I think it really comes down to being deliberate. I think in hospitality tech, there's a lot of companies that have incredible ambitions of being everything for everyone. And I love that ambition, right? Yeah. I'd love to help everybody if I could, right? We've been very deliberate around focusing just on multi-unit operators. Mm -hmm. I love the SMB space. We love the SMB space. There's a type of intimacy there that's difficult to transcend when you get into the multi-unit enterprise design. Um, but if we were to dilute our resources with an SMB portfolio and try and be an enterprise executing company, that's very difficult to do. We also only do fast, casual, and quick service. We don't do retail, we don't do C-store, we don't do fine dine, because everything, we wanna be a gold medalist in one event, yeah. not a bronze medal decathlete trying to be everything for everyone. That's good, I like that. Right, so that's- That's pretty good. It, it's a so, good thing we got that recorded, that's fantastic. <laughs> but we've said, but that's saying no to all of those segments. Yeah. Right, that's mm -hmm. us saying no and being deliberate in the way that we've built the company, the way that we've developed the platform, and then therefore, I might have to say, Steve, listen, we can execute on one and two, but three, four, and five isn't happening. But given that our entire portfolio is only multi-unit and fast casual quick service, we do three-week sprints. Mm -hmm. We do monthly releases at this company. And 100% of that release should positively impact your brand. You might have not made that feature function request, but brands like you, it's all we service. Yeah. So it should be 
you know, some companies, they do quarterly releases and 20% of that release might impact your business. A hundred percent of all of our releases should impact your business because we only do fast, casual, quick service, and we only do multi-unit operators. Does that make sense? Makes so sense. we're saying no, just in the way that we're built as a company. Yep. So you guys say no? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Um, but the same token, I mean, I've always said I've been with Restaurant 365 for uh, five years now, and the company is very organic, right? We have an idea portal that is open for everybody to put their ideas in. Does that mean that everything's going to you know, pop out on the next release or even six months from now? No, not at all. But it's given us great ideas and we can leverage uh, the amount of people that are asking for the same products, the same enhancements and same token. You know, that's how we've gone from where we are to where we are. And that's also where we see ourselves going in the future as well, because we, we need the feedback. If we didn't have the feedback, we'd be static. And then somebody else will come in and swoop up the, the, the clientele. And that's not what we want, but we want to stay relevant and, you know, meet the needs of the clients. I wish I had that in my hedge fund life, just to have uh, crowdsourcing all the investment ideas and just trying to get it once. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting just hearing you talk about it because we went from a breakfast concept and a full menu that was all over the place to really narrowing down and saying no to a lot of things, and we upset a lot of our customers in our community and our village that believe in our brand because we decided to go all in on barbecue. And when we went all in on barbecue, we removed a lot, but it's allowed us to focus not just on the barbecue, sure. but now on the media. So it's very interesting. How do you, as as a brand, you want to bring new items to, to life, but you also want to stay true to what you guys offer? I think we are philosophically aligned. We can't do everything. You can't boil the ocean, but you can make one change. Um, it's an interesting thing. Don't fact check me on this, but <laughs> the, the word priority was never meant to be plural. Hmm. So if you think about it, it was always supposed to, what is the one thing you need to do? It was never meant to be plural, but people have bastardized it. And so I don't know if I can say that on. You can. Yeah, that's fine. This is uh, an entrepreneurship podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're not bullshitting each other here. (laughs) Um, So I always just focus on like, what is the one thing, what is the most important thing I need to do today, this week, this year? And adding new menu items only if it fits into our um, kind of existing framework. Um, You know, I, I think of the world differently, but data flows through pipes, right, in, in metaphorically. You don't want to have to create new pipes every time you do a new thing. So if I'm going to add a new menu item, it's got to still flow through my ecosystem the same way. Then it's scalable. But if I have to keep creating new pipes for every exception, you know, that's unmanageable at some point. You can't really scale that way because then you have to keep track of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I joke to my team, you know, what's the first step towards going towards a shit show? It's making an exception. <laughs> and that's literally every time how it turns out. Um, yeah. So, you know, I say no to my boss all the time because it's just creating more work for other people that we're just going to have to hire a junior person to manage this one thing. It's not Sounds like, like parenthood, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got to say, I have to learn how to say no to my daughter, but I don't, I don't know how, how good I am <laughs> at doing saying. that. I can say no to my son better than my daughter. That's, I'm that's, still working on that. Yeah, that's a different uh, different topic. So, well, I'm very excited about what Restaurant 365 is doing, especially the fact that you guys have sold out this event, that you're continuing it in Chicago, continuing it in New York. Um, obviously, 
restaurant leaders are yearning for this type of education. We're yearning for this kind of camaraderie where we can not bullshit each other, talk about the truths. And the crazy thing is for me is every time I have conversations like this with the tech side and the restaurant side, we all are facing the same problems and we just need to figure out ways to get together and share. And when we share, we can actually make impactful decisions that we take to our teams and make our businesses better. Be so, hospitable. Absolutely. I That's, think if we all, whatever role you play in this industry, if you wake up and just say, I'm going to be hospitable today, we're all chief architects of this industry, yep. right? And, and we can all drive that forward. So as long as we're being hospitable and collaborative, right? Not, not competitive, but yep. collaborative, right? And, and I think if we get back to being hospitable, there's no, there's no ceiling to what we can do here in this industry. So how can people uh, keep in touch? Are you all on LinkedIn? You're on LinkedIn? Yep, on yeah, LinkedIn. How, yep. how do you, what, what, where are you on LinkedIn? Give us your name again, full name. Yep, so Sean Brennan, Director of Sales at QPOS. You on Instagram? Um, you on TikTok? Some, I'm somewhat X? of a social ghost. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> I've worked to kind of get gain some privacy, uh, but LinkedIn's the way to LinkedIn's go LinkedIn's the way to yes. go? Okay, perfect. Yep, same. LinkedIn, Steve Song. At Luke's Lobster. Yep, and LinkedIn's the only thing I got. Paul no TikTok? Badesky. No, man. No TikTok? No. no YouTube channel? I gotta keep that away from the kids, so I don't even wanna be on it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, and if you guys wanna follow me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on X, which used to be Twitter, and uh, on all the other platforms as well. But we appreciate you guys. Yeah, Thank Sean. you for being here. Great yeah, conversation. Thanks for having us. And uh, we'll catch you guys all next week. Thank you.